This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today. Off Scripts Time Capsule. Rating and ranking the years that have shaped us. I'm Robbie Greenfield and alongside me is Chris McCarty and Sona Rapani. Working our way through the years, we'll highlight world events, cultural achievements and the stories that have been forgotten. Let's talk about a couple of the world events that hit the headlines in this year. Now, of course, the major event of the year was something that was memorialized in that HBO series, Chernobyl. Here's a little clip of that show from that event that took place in 1986. Reactor 4, designed to operate at 3,200 megawatts, went beyond 33,000. The pressure inside the core can no longer be held back. At long last, we have arrived... 12345 explosion frightening it is and that's of course when the nuclear power station in chernobyl in ukraine which was still a part of the soviet union exploded in april 86 and caused a huge nuclear disaster another thing that happened is the experimental aircraft the voyager took its nine day and four minute tour around the sky completing the first non-stop flight around the globe on just one load of fuel now i didn't know about this but the voyager was made mostly of plastic and stiffened paper is the description i can't quite imagine what that means and how that would make an aircraft but it carried more than three times its weight in fuel when it took off from the edwards air force base this was in december 14th and it had just five gallons of fuel left in its remaining operational tank when it managed to land back in California. It's unbelievable, that right? Unreal. Yeah, that I unreal. had no idea about that. Of course, another, we talked about a catastrophic event there with Chernobyl. Another catastrophic event that took place this year was the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster, of course. It was a very fatal incident in the U.S. space program. It took place on January 28th of that year when the Challenger broke apart just 73 seconds into its flight, killing all seven crew members aboard. And we... we Talk about charity events that yeah. happened in the 80s as well, how there was a big thing of live aid. And Correct. What was the concert we talked about from 85 with the live Queen aid. performance? The yeah. Live Aid. Right. Yeah. Same one. But I feel like there was, there was a whole genre of those kind of charity events that were happening. Here's a more little known one that took place on May 25th in Phoenix, Arizona. It was called the Hands Across America campaign. And organizers claimed that more than 6 million people participated and $34 million were raised to combat homelessness and poverty. Forgive my ignorance here. Six million people did not head into the desert of Phoenix, Arizona for this. This was something you could do at home. Um, so this Because was- <laughs> the idea of six million people flying in to Phoenix, Arizona and having a big kumbaya session... Well- is this is odd. how it's described, okay? A public fundraising event in which approximately 5 to 6.5 million people held hands for 15 minutes in an attempt to form a continuous human chain across the U.S. Fair play. I've not so held it seems that they, they were, I'm looking minutes. at a photo and they were physically there in line. Six million people just holding hands side by side that in person. That is and, and, incredible. And creating a continuous line. That is actually quite remarkable. I'm surprised we haven't heard of it. I reckon we start that again. That is unreal. Yeah. 6.5 million people holding hands. Yeah, unbelievable, right? And they seem to have sort of made it across the country. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, there were cities along the route from New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., um, going all the way over to the Midwest, in Ohio, Illinois, Missouri. 1986. And over to California. It's got to go some to beat this year. I know I was born in it. I'm obviously going to be biased towards this particular yeah. year. So far, we're off to a... Pretty strong start. Yeah. I mean, some some dark events that took place in this particular year, but one on the tech or science front that was quite encouraging. IBM unveiled the PC convertible 
It was their first laptop in 1986. It's a pretty big deal. That is a massive deal in 1986. And the look at the world now when it comes to all things computers, etc. It's come a long way in the 34 years, that's for sure. Fashion in 86, though, Sonal. Fashion. Now, I, for one, may be in the minority. Unpopular opinion here. I enjoy 80s fashion. Did you? Not at all. No. I loved the big hair. I loved no. how loud it was. No. I loved the leg warmers. No. The colors. No. The blue eyeshadow. No. <laughs> I mean, that's the 80s in general, but 86 in particular was known for the shoulder pad. The shoulder <laughs> the pad. The shoulder pad, which, you know, it made a bit of a comeback a, a few years ago. I feel like there was a moment where the shoulder pad was Has back. Has the shoulder pad ever made a comeback? It did for a short period of time. I think it was short-lived. In the world of Sono Rapana, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe it did. <laughs> so hey, what? You rock your own style, Sonal. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you saw the shoulder pad in a lot of pop culture in this particular year. Cropped clothes, so cropped shirts, cropped tanks very much in in 86. That's definitely made a comeback in the past few years. Correct. And lots of leather, leather jackets in particular, paired with the motorbike. <laughs> leather has never really gone out, has it? No, Leather has consistently been in, and I like that. I, mean, I, I do question any males rocking leather trousers. <laughs> I'm a bit unsure. I always come back to Ross and Friends, you know, with the talcum powder when he can't get them back on because he's sweating, wearing them. But I, always I come really back hope leather scene. pants for men come back in so that I could see you wearing them. No. One day. Imagine me in One day, leather. I can no. hope. Let's talk about TV. It's an Australian soap. We all know it. It was broadcast on UK screens for the very first time. That is the old school theme tune as well. Yep. 1986 is when Neighbours started. Does that make you feel old? Because it makes me feel old. It it makes me feel old, but it makes me feel incredibly nostalgic because it was following on from my sister. She watched it and it was a religion in our household as well. Another show that debuted, which had a very long run. And of course, she's back in the news. The Oprah Winfrey Show debuted nationally. This was September 1986. Have a listen to her very first welcome. I'm Oprah Winfrey. And welcome to the very first National Oprah Winfrey Show! Now, I don't have a lot of problems in my life, I have to tell you. Things are going pretty good for me right now. But two things have bugged me for years. The first, my thighs. The second... (laughs) The second, my love life. Wow, that was honest. Yeah, aired for 25 seasons, that. Won 45 Daytime Emmy Awards as well. And, of course, Oprah Winfrey is, you know, she is just this woman that she is today in part because of that platform. As an individual in media, I've got nothing but respect for Oprah. Mm -hmm. What she has built, she is a walk. She is Oprah Winfrey, Inc. Yeah, and she's really motivational also. In terms of her story, she talks about always having faith in herself from the beginning, that if the show didn't work out, you know what? She knew she would find something bigger. She's one of those people who has that just inner faith that that things will work out. Polarizing, though, in terms of not everybody loves Oprah. I remember, when was it? When I was growing up, you know, people thought she was the kind of person who would bring people down before bringing them up for the drama of it. I didn't watch it that much. Yeah. I was more of a Ricky Lake. Remember Ricky Lake? Well, Ricky I say Lake. I was more of a Ricky Lake. My sister, and I had to choose yeah. what the sister watched. Mon- was it Montel Williams? Oh, and I don't remember Monty that. Povich, okay. Jerry Springer. <laughs> Jerry Springer. So that's Oprah. Let's talk movies. We've talked a couple TV shows. Now, this was the number one movie in the box office from this year. All right, talk to me, Goose. He's still back there. He's closing in on us. He's closing fast. You can run, kid. You can't hide. You can run. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. It's that viper that says it to him as well. That is, quite simply, one of my top 10 all-time movies. Top Gun, of top course, gun. at number one. Oh. Also in the top 10 of that year in the box office. You had The Karate Kid Part 2. Yes. You had Aliens. 
You had also this one in at number nine. The 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California. Less than 100 were made. My father spent three years restoring this car. It is his love. It is his passion. It is his fault he didn't lock the garage. That movie as well. <laughs> that is a true cult classic. Ferris so Bueller's good, Day right? Off. There's a couple more that you'll like. Stand By Me oh. also in that particular year. Um, and this one for me that I really appreciated because I remember watching this in college as well by Spike Lee. Nola knew what she wanted. And she's got to have it. She's got to have it. What on earth is She's that? Got to Have It featured Nola Darling and three different love interests of hers. It was, I don't know if it was Spike Lee's very first, but it was definitely among his early films and sort of put him on the national stage or international stage. And it also made a comeback. Netflix did a new, a revamped series of this. They made a show called She's Got to Have It that brings it, I guess, into this decade. Interesting. I've never seen that movie. Crocodile Dundee as well, lest we forget. It was in, in number two, Mick Dundee. Oh, what a movie. I know you haven't seen it. Have you seen Crocodile Dundee? I have not, no. Oh, you need to watch it. And Top Gun. Have you watched the original? I haven't. It's on my list of classics oh, to watch nice. so that I can keep up with you guys when you talk oh, about movies. You watch, watch Top Gun. It, it was also in theatre, the debut of Phantom of the Opera. Still not as well. seen it. Have you? Still I not? have, yeah. Phantom of Listen, the I, I prefer musicals to opera personally. But, of course, you know, it's a classic, of course. And Andrew Lloyd Webber's adaptation as well was incredibly popular. And its earnings, this is astonishing, have exceeded five billion US dollars. And over 130 people in 148 cities have actually gone and seen Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, I mean, incredibly wow. popular. It's probably what? Cats and Phantom of the Opera are probably the best known. The top two. Theatre performances, yeah. aren't they? Without a shadow. So music, the number one single of 1986 was this. Worst thing about that song, I'm pretty sure at a disco. Oh, I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure. Your first dance. And a gymnasium in the northeast of Scotland. I have swayed to that. That was number number one. one. Uh, Say You, Say Me, Lionel Richie, also number two of that year. How Will I Know, Whitney Houston. Um, We also had Addicted to Love. Yes, now we're talking. Addicted to Love, Cocktail, Tom Cruise, Say No More. Sledgehammer. Yeah. These were all songs that came out in 1986. And also, this one that came out by USA for Africa. And that got Song of the Year, correct? That was Song of the Year at the Grammys. It's one of those that probably didn't age that well, but... You know, at the time, everybody got really into it, didn't they? I found myself swaying to it right there. Yeah. So that was only that music video with every big 80s star in it. I mean, you it, know? Was, it was... It was, was exciting at the time. George Michael in it. I know Michael Jackson was in it. it was Michael George. Jackson. I'll have to pull up a full list of the people that were in that. Michael MJ, it was his vocals that we heard there. Sport, there's only one man and one man only that dominated 1986. Recently left us, so he did. Diego... Ormando Maradona, the FIFA World Cup 1986, loved, of course, by the Argentines, loved equally by the Scots for what he did in the quarterfinal of the 1986 FIFA World Cup finals. It was Argentina against England, 0-0. Are you aware of the story, Sono, before I, I am. launch I am. into it? 0-0 yes. at halftime, six minutes into the second half. Score, scores level at 0-0. We'll let Barry Davies pick up the commentary. Maradona just walked away from Huddle then. Maldonado, 
open. And another! An appealing for offside. The ball came back off the foot of Steve Hodge. And Maradona gives Argentina the lead. The England players protesting to the referee. But the little man who started it by walking past Glenn Hoddle. That's where the ball came from Hodge. Maradona had continued the run forward. And the goal is given. Uh, what point was he offside? Or was it a use of the hand that England are complaining about? As Bobby Robson, then England's manager, would later say, the little rascal, Diego Armando Maradona, actually handballed the hand of God, as it became famously or infamously known. That made it 1-0. And just four minutes later... He went on and scored, quite simply, the greatest goal in World Cup history. We move from English commentary to, well, Argentinian. It's the Spanish. And this is genius. Amazing commentary there, and that was the goal of the century. It's just incredible, and to think you've got those two goals very different in their makeup, mm. the infamous hand of God, and just minutes later he would go on and score the greatest goal without question in World Cup history. Other football news as well, because who won the league and cup double in '86? Yeah, another team in red is all I will say on that front. It was uh, yeah a team from. Uh, a certain part of the UK, not too far from Manchester. They won the League and Cup double. Jack Nicholas as well. He won his 18th and final major at the age of 46 years, two months and 23 days, becoming the oldest player ever to win the Masters, a sixth green jacket. So with all of that in mind, let's get a rating. Producer Tom's gone straight in and said four out of ten. Mark down for shoulder pads, Maradona's goal. Of course, he is English and not finding <laughs> Nessie, which I love the fact he's gone there. So four out of ten for producer Tom. I'm giving it a solid seven. Doesn't wow me, but pretty solid, I think. Yeah, I'm tempted to go about seven and a half. Mm. It's a solid rating. You know, because decent movies, decent movies, the songs weren't quite as bad as 85. No, the songs were actually nay bad. <laughs> yeah. And a Scottish accent, as I said there. And you know, interesting, not... interesting world events. Maybe not necessarily the happiest, but certainly... World you, events you know, would take it back. Let's be honest, they were rather somber. Very dramatic yes, world were. events that took place. In 86. 1986, the time capsule. Got 7.3 so far. 7.3. Interesting. So that leaves it lagging behind in an awful lot of those years. So 1985, right now out on top. Yeah, it is. In 1985, I believe the score is up in the eights. Yeah, 8.3 something. That's right. So 1985, you've got to go some to beat that. 7.3 rating for 1986, which out of all that we discussed will always be remembered for me, Diego Armando Maradona. Off Script's Time Capsule. Rating and ranking the years that have shaped us. Thank you for listening to the Time Capsule. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate it, and please do, if you've got a moment, give us a review. This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today.